0: Hello everybody and I want to welcome you back to the Gen D Podcast and today we're going to continue our study in the book of Romans. And today I want to ask you a very important question and that is, are you pardoned or are you paroled? Or in other words, let me put it this way, are you free and totally forgiven of your past? Or are you free but you still act like there are strings attached to that freedom? See, some of us may have a past and worry that those transgressions, those bad things that we have done in the past are so bad that they're going to keep us from God. So why should I even bother learning about the good news and and worrying about Jesus? I'm never going to be good enough for him. I can never live up to that. And you know what? As Christians, even though we have been uh, pardoned and forgiven of our sins, some of us still act like we're on parole and let our past Keep us from getting a strong and growing a strong relationship with christ so today we're going to read some very important verses in the book of romans that i really want you to learn and, and memorize and put in your heart today because they're going to begin to change your life we've had some background information so far we've learned why uh, Jesus is important, what the good news is, and today we're going to learn how powerful that good news is, because we are all basically in the same boat. So let's begin reading in Romans chapter 3, starting with verse 22. And starting in verse 22, Paul says, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, and all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. There is only one God, and He makes people right with Himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well, then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean we can just forget about the law? Of course not! In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Some people want to make Christianity very complicated. And why is this? How, how, do, we, how do we make Christianity complicated, you may ask? Well, you know, some of us make a lot of rules up that we think we have to follow uh, to be a Christian. Some of us think and make people feel that we have to dress and look a certain way before we can be saved. And other people make us feel so guilty that we feel like that we can never be saved from our sins. We just make everything too complicated as humans. But you know what? There's one thing that is true and one thing that I want to stress that Paul said is is this. We are all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God you do I do that person down the street does we are all sinners and Romans 3:23 is one of those very important verses that I want you to write down I want you to memorize put it on your refrigerator because you have to understand that first before you can ever begin to talk to other people about Christ you have to let them know that we are all sinners we all started from the same spot before we got saved but now i want to focus on some other words as we go to the next verse that are very powerful and will help you really understand this and help explain it to others and in verse 24 i'm going to read it in the niv because this one includes some different wording that is very powerful that i want you to understand because there's also some words that you'll hear thrown around a lot the Christian uh, circles. And in verse 24, Paul says, all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Now, as I mentioned, sometimes as Christians, we use a lot of words that we just really don't understand. We can say justified and redemption and righteous And we just throw these words out because that's what we've heard our whole lives, but we've never taken the time to understand it. I mean, so when you start asking people about it, you you kind of freeze up. And I believe that's one of the reasons why we sometimes are hesitant to share our faith with others because we start speaking these words, we don't know what they mean. We can't answer people's questions and they want to start digging a little deeper we're just repeating phrases that we have heard all of our lives so with that in mind let's take a look at these three important words in verse 24 that are so powerful now I could define these words for you but I want to use an analogy because I think that makes it easier for us to understand and also easier for us to explain it to others So let's look at the first word. The first word Paul uses is justified. And Paul says that we are all freely justified. Now, just what the heck does that mean? Well, think of it this way. If I'm driving down the road in my car and I'm going pretty fast, like a lot of us like to do, and the police pull me over and they give me a ticket, I have to pay a fine. There's a penalty that I have to pay for breaking the law. But if somebody else pays that fine for me, I don't have to pay that penalty anymore, but I'm still guilty of speeding. I just didn't pay the penalty. And that's what justification means. Somebody paid the penalty, paid the price for that penalty for you. But here's the great news. God takes that one step further with justification. See, when the guilty person or the sinner turns to God through Christ, our penalty is not only paid, but our guilt is erased. I mean, how great is that? We are no longer guilty. You can no longer say that thing I did in my past is so bad, God will never forget it. Yes, He will. All you have to do is come through Christ, come to God through Christ, and all of your past sins will be wiped away in the eyes of God. But wait, you may be asking this question. This is just all too good to be true. I mean, after all, I've been told my whole life that if something is too good to be true, then it you know it must be fake, it can't be real. So, how is this possible? Well, that's because of the next word that Paul uses in this verse, and that is grace. Paul says that we are all freely justified by his grace, by God's grace. And grace is another one of those words that you may hear thrown around a lot, but you might not really understand the true meaning of grace, and grace is a very complicated word that we could do a whole study on, but I'm going to try to simplify it like this using our uh, speeding ticket analogy. So grace is when the police officer has pulled me over for speeding, but instead of giving me a ticket and making me pay a fine or taking away my license, he just gives me a warning. See, he had the authority, he had the right to, do, to give me a ticket because I was breaking the law. But he decided not to. He decided just to give me a warning. You see, that's what grace is kind of like. Grace is like getting a second chance even though you haven't earned it. Or grace is something that you get because you don't deserve it. And in some cases, it's something that we may not even want, but we get it anyway. And that's why grace, God's grace, is so hard to truly understand. See, God's grace is available to everyone, even someone who hates God or has done something terrible. Because when a person is truly sorry for his sin and accepts Christ to be his personal Savior, God will freely forgive and accept them. Only God can do that. I mean, let me ask you so, how many of you could do that? To some for somebody but there's really one more important word in that verse that I want us to look at and that word is redemption see verse 24 says that we are all freely justified through God's grace through the redemption from Jesus see redemption <clears throat> revolves, involves a payment and in that payment it, 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 it leads to somebody being released from bondage You know, it kind of sounds like a ransom when somebody's been kidnapped and the kidnappers give a ransom and they have to pay a million dollars to get the kid back. That is what redemption is kind of like. Christ didn't just pay a monetary price for us. He didn't whip out his checkbook and write a million dollar check and say, here you go, you're free. No, he paid that ransom with his life to free us from the bondage of sin so wait a minute does this mean now that because Christ has died for me and I've accepted him that I can just live any way I want to after accepting Jesus I mean I'm I'm saved have you heard that before I'm saved I can do what I want no (laughs) that's the easiest answer to say because we gotta remember what verse 31 said And verse 31 said that if you are truly saved you will become a new person and you have to trust that Jesus is going to give you the power each day to live as you should. And as verse 31 says, Only when we trust Jesus can we obey Him. Religious self-help won't make you a better person. Trusting in Jesus is being a Christian without being religious. But to do all of this, you need faith. And we always kind of leave on a cliffhanger. And that is the next section that we're going to learn about is what is faith and how can I have faith? Why is faith so powerful to help me believe in Jesus Christ? Music for the Gen D podcast is provided by PurplePlanet.com. Please visit Purple-Planet.com.